And just like that, we are back. Once again, it's your boy, 12 Kyle. This is the 12 Kyle Podcast. And as always, I want to thank you all for listening and tuning into the podcast. Uh, this week is a little bit different from most weeks. We have a special co-host. Um, man, what can I say about this co-host, man? We go back. We actually go back to a little thing that actually turned into a big thing. This thing called the Morning Jones, uh, hosted by uh, a good friend, Bomani Jones. Uh, Bomani had a, a community of people that would actually tune into his show. And uh, this is actually where I heard the name of our first co-host, uh, actually my only co-host on this podcast, who is, uh, you know, checking in. He is the one half of the almighty Frocast. Uh, you can catch him on Twitter at Nappy Afro. You can catch the podcast. It's called Frocast. Uh, both he and his wife, Queen Germ, uh, probably one of the funniest podcasts that I listen to, man. So it's an honor and a pleasure to have, a ha- to have on my man, King Germ from the Frocast. King Germ, what up, man? What's going on, man? 12 Cal. First of all, I want to thank you for being <laughs> on your show because Mama, I made it. You know what I'm saying? Mama, <laughs> I, I'm calling my mama soon as it's over with. Like, oh, Mama, I, I, I finally made it to the 12 Cal podcast. Finally did it. But yeah, shout out. It's your boy King Jern, a.k.a. the People's Champ. A.k.a. I'm not going to go through all my AKAs over here. And a.k.a. I put sugar in my grits. And if you got a problem with that, at this me. Guy, you know what I'm saying? This guy, man. I, I can't believe you put sugar in grits. You don't put a lot. You just sprinkle a little sugar but on top grits of Grits have a texture of, I mean, just the texture of grits. It doesn't need sugar. It's for flavor. It's not for the texture. You just put you put too much sugar, your grits gonna turn watery. I found that out as a kid. But if you put just enough, it's magical. And I mean, trust me, I do not eat your grits if you don't have sugar on it. One time, my mother in law was making me a. She fixed me a plate. She put some grits and she put gravy on top of grits. I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Was it shrimp with it? Yeah, but I was like, "What are you doing?" She was like, "Oh, I'm putting shrimp and gravy." I said, "I don't eat gravy on my grits." (laughs) What she said, "What do you eat on your grits?" I said sugar. She bust out laughing. Right. I said it's so funny. She said I've never heard anybody put sugar on their grits. I said I've never heard anybody put gravy on grits. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, well, just... it, the gravy for the shrimp and grits, I, I can do that. But sugar, man, that's a little. Listen, Kyle. Listen, man. I'm telling you, man. Next time you're at breakfast, you got you some grits. Just take a little. Mm, just, mm. just try it. Just try it. I, I try to, I try to cut sugar out, and I damn sure can't put sugar on my grits. Yeah. <laughs> just butter and salt. That's it, and oh, very little man. salt. Your poor taste buds. Man. I feel. And here, here's the funny thing, folks. King German is from Greensboro, North Carolina. Yes. And so y'all know people from North Carolina are official because people from South Carolina are official because I'm from South Carolina. But I've never heard of somebody from North Carolina putting sugar on their grits. But it's, King German is the first. It's a whole community of us. Man. That's the only way I've eaten in my whole life. <clears throat> wow. <Excuse> wow. <laughs> well, man, we're we not going we to talk about uh, sugar on grits. Well, I got you on the podcast, man. Like I said, first and foremost, man, this dude and his wife, they crack me up. If you haven't gotten a chance to check out their podcast, make sure their podcast is on your radar. It's called the Frocast. Uh, like they drop every Friday uh, without fail. So husband and wife duo, and they talk about current topics and just TV talk. And they talk about just the funny shit that whatever happened that particular week in society, they talk about it. So uh, make sure that you check them out. Uh, but I got my man Germ on here because we're going to talk about, and you you all who tuned in uh, see the title of the podcast. It's called Left Handed Cigarettes. Now, if you're if you're keeping score at home, left hand, and you might be from the South, you may have heard the term before, left handed cigarettes. Left handed cigarettes is a term for weed. Now, one of us on this podcast is never smoking weed before. Yeah, that would be me. That would be me. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> and it's not me. Your man King Germ is an aficionado. So I've been thinking about this topic because honestly, I am given the fact that I've never smoked weed before, but I am extremely fascinated by the drug and its use and why people are, you know, why people use it. Uh, I had to get King Germ on here because I know my man here. He will spark it up from time time to time. He'll spark it up sometimes on his podcast. Most um, of the time on the podcast. <laughs> and, I, you know, I didn't realize that until 
one day Queen Germ said that on the podcast. She was just like, you, and I could hear you actually lighting it up. And she was like, yeah, you, you gonna, you gonna uh, smoke that or something? Like she said something to that effect. And I was like, oh my gosh, Germ is actually smoking weed on the podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and, and of course, folks, this, it, you will hear it does not affect his judgment on the podcast. He's just as, as dope on it or off it. Um, but yeah, I wanted to get you on, man, just to talk about it because I mean, again, especially nowadays in, t- in today's society, uh, marijuana is a, is a you know it's a hot button topic. Um, so I had to get you on to you know ask you some questions about it. Um, and again, I'm strictly fascinated by it, given the fact that I've never tried it and don't plan on ever trying it. Um, so let me start with something funny, man. When we talk about marijuana. Uh, marijuana goes by a lot of nicknames. What's yes. your favorite nickname for marijuana? Because I have a favorite for, for for me. Well, my f- personal favorite when I was a kid, I used to hear the word reefer all the <laughs> reefer, reefer, reefer. So, and then once I smelt it, I was like, "Wow, I don't know what reefer is, but I sure do like the way it smells." <laughs> and so, it was something about that smell of reefer. They used to just, just I don't know. It was just something about it. And when I was a child, I knew I liked to smell a reefer. So that's my favorite word, reefer. Yeah, that same here, same here, man. <laughs> but that's my favorite reefer. And I mean, I just remember hearing it as because I think for the longest time when I was a kid, that's what it was referred to. It really wasn't even referred to as marijuana. It was just always called reefer. Yep. And I remember uh, my late Uncle Ronnie, he would talk about cats in his band. He's like, man, yeah, the cats in the band, you know, we we play a set. And then, you know, they come over and smoke a little reefer. And I was like, reefer? <laughs> what the hell is reefer? Whatever. But the way he said it and the way he made it sound, it sounded so cool. And you could kind of picture dudes, you know, coming off a bandstand and coming off playing a, a couple of jams or whatever like that. And then going somewhere smoking some reefer. So it wasn't until I got older that I heard different terms, but it was always marijuana, reefer, or a joint. That's what it was. Those are pretty much the the three that I heard in the 80s. And then, of course, by the time the 90s rolled around, man, it was, I mean, you almost had to keep a scoreboard for the different names that you you would call marijuana. But yeah, I I agree with you, man. Reefer was, um, (laughs) that, that, that even to this day is still my favorite word. So, so let me ask you a music related question. So yeah. when you, like the Chronic, when you listen to the Chronic album, like some of, I mean, when I first heard the Chronic, I was probably 14. Okay. So all of those terms were over my head. But as I got older and started smoking and then going back, listening to the Chronic, I was just like, wow, like that's what they were talking about. Cause you know, I, I mean, it, it just, it, I don't know. I, I, I would say I'm in love with weed. Not in love with it's like crazy. I do crazy things, but I enjoy smoking weed. It relaxes me. Mm. Um, I'm not, you know, so much of those people that's for the sport of it. Like on 420, like that's just what it, that's just Tuesdays to me. Like mm. I'm not, I don't go crazy on 420 or do nothing wild or no. Nah, I'm not one of those guys. It's just I smoke weed for relax. Some days I don't smoke, but most days I smoke at least one. Smoke weed every day. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Just. Just to get me in my little zone. Like, I don't, you know, I, I coach football, so I don't smoke before games or practice. <laughs> yeah, I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Because it's just like, I tried it one time, and it's just like, I don't have my edge. Mm-hmm. So, I need my edge. And you know what I'm saying? I'm too relaxed, and I don't want to be that relaxed. I want to be on edge when I'm coaching. So, that's why I don't smoke while I'm at the field or anything like that. Okay, okay. Um, As far as the answer your question about the chronic, it was interesting because, like, I remember when they announced that the album was coming and they called it the chronic. And I, I, to be honest, I don't know necessarily if I had ever heard the word chronic before. And Mm -hmm. so it was like, okay, what's the chronic? And then, so when we saw, when we got the word of the album and then we saw the artwork for it, I was like, okay, okay. So chronic is weed, you know, cause it was like, I remember, um, uh, what was that? Uh, express yourself by nwa when dre said he don't smoke weed or cess because that was another word that but that was out in california like i I don't really recall a lot of people in south carolina where i was referring to weed as cess but it just it was just like where you know the word would kind of take on different terms just depending on where you were you know what i'm saying so uh it it was it was interesting man I, i would speaking of music i think probably my two favorite weed songs <laughs> uh Mary Jane by Rick James mm. and Brown Sugar by D'Angelo both of which 
I probably until maybe, I don't know, six, seven years ago, did not know that. Like, I went a long time without knowing that, you know, he was talking about, Rick James was talking about marijuana. I thought he was talking about a woman. And Brown Sugar is written and sung so eloquently that you could debate whether or not he's talking about a woman or weed. You know, but um, but yeah, man, that, those are those are my two uh, quote unquote weed songs. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, my next question for you, okay? The um, if you go back, why do you think the perception on weed has changed? Because you know now marijuana is obviously much more acceptable. It's much more uh, people you know take to it, if you will. But in the '60s and '70s it was a different kind of spiel or different kind of feel for it. I know like in the sixties, I was, I was told cause I wasn't around in the sixties that, you know, you almost kind of looked down upon back in the sixties. And then when the turn of the seventies came, you had the liberation and everything like that. And people, you know, wanted to express themselves a little bit more. So you were not necessarily looked down upon or, or looked frowned upon, but you know, you were still to still looked at somebody who was quote unquote smoking dope. Cause that's what they called it back then. They called it dope. Um, so why do you think it's, you know, how how over a period of time things have changed as far as how it's viewed by society? Well, I think just the sheer numbers of everybody that's doing it, like you can't say everybody's a bad guy when it used to just be the outlaws that smoke weed or the bully, you know, the way they used to, you know, the guys in the alley. Even mm-hmm. now you got doctors, lawyers, teachers, everybody, everybody smokes. So it, it's lost some of the stigma that you're a dope head if you just smoke weed. And so, you know, then, you know, it's not like, oh, back in the days they used to show like paraphernalia videos where if you smoke weed, you go crazy and you start raping people and going. <laughs> like, it was this show called Reefer Madness. And um, um, it was one of the worst shows I've ever watched. Like if you smoke weed, you don't go crazy. Like I've, I've never seen nobody just go nuts from smoking weed. You might go to sleep from smoking. Mm-hmm. Too- You're not going to run out your house and lose your mind. You know, if you do, you just probably that's just your paranoia. You know, we not going to do that to you. But I think it's just just the stigma of it changed because the sheer numbers of everybody doing it, just a cross section of like it don't matter what color you are. It don't matter what you how much money you make. Everybody likes smoking fucking weed. Everybody. So that's just, I think that's what helped out a lot. I agree, man. I, I think it, it definitely changed over a period of time. And I know just it became more uh, more on my radar, if you will, in the 90s, uh, particularly with hip hop. And then, you know, just how a lot of those images and the ideas were shed over a period of time. Because it was just like, it wasn't looked at as something negative. It was looked at, you know, by the time the 90s rolled around. And like when I got to college, it was almost and i'll talk a little bit about that later on in the podcast it it almost became like something just cool like it was just like hey it's okay if you do that you know and it wasn't like you like you said it wasn't something where you were you know in the back alleys or you were just looked at as a bad person because that's what you chose to indulge in you know that was just your thing you know so um you know i I think the attitudes definitely changed over a period of time and it, it definitely became more acceptable you know, to the point of now where we have, you know, legalization in some states. So um, I, I think you make a great point with that. Um, so when you go back, what's your first time that you can ever remember seeing some weed? Oh, man, I was probably about seven, eight years old. Okay. Uh, my mom's husband, he used to smoke weed. Okay. And so, and so I used to... I used to like my mom be going to work and he be in there, they be in there smoking or whatever. I used to just go to the door because that that smell of reefer and I used to love. <laughs> so I used to just sit there and just like put my nose at the bottom of the door, just try to inhale, just whatever, just that smell because I used to just love that smell. So one day, you know, he was out, I was in his little room being nosy and I saw it. It was like in a little Manila folder and I opened it up and I was just looking at it. You know, I can't. I didn't know what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew what I was looking at, but I couldn't tell if it was good or bad. But you know, I'm just looking at it, and I ain't, you know, I ain't still nothing. And I was just kind of, and I used to, I picked up one of his little joints in the ashtray, and I kind of like picked it up to see if I could hit it, and you know, it wasn't lit, so it ain't do nothing. So I was sitting there just like, yeah, and I really thought I was high. I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> So you, you, you were day, getting high off an unlit joint. 
Yes, and so the rest of the day I'm walking around like, yeah, I smoked today. I'm telling people I smoked some reefer, and my friends are like, for real? I was like, yeah, man, I picked up the joint, man, I hit it, and this day I was like, oh, man, you high? I was like, yeah, man, I'm high, and I'm lying, because in my mind, I think I'm high because I hit a joint, you know what I'm saying? But it didn't, we wasn't lit, but yeah, so that was my earliest recollection That's ever. That's funny. That's funny. I, I don't think, and I... I I just thought about this. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I ever saw weed until I got to college. Like my parents didn't smoke and then my parents got divorced. I mean, they smoked cigarettes and then they stopped smoking cigarettes. Um, but they, you know, they would drink every now and then. And I, I, I really can't remember too many occasions of them drinking in front of me and my brother. And so weed wasn't around. Now I do remember, I do remember having I had a cousin come by the crib one time. She was at our crib. Actually, she was staying with us. And I remember she had, she had a uh, she had a jacket and in the jacket she was moving the jacket or something like that and a little packet fell out of the jacket pocket and it was some cocaine I didn't I, of course oh. I didn't realize it was cocaine at the time but I do remember that falling on the ground and she picked it up and whatever like that but I had never seen weed before and so like I didn't see I mean of course you see pictures but I didn't see it live until I got to college so that leads me to my next question. What was your first experience with weed? Oh man! So my first time ever getting high, I was in tenth grade. It was me and my nigga Andre. It's, it's okay if I say the N word on you. Yeah, bro, you say okay. whatever. <laughs> okay. Some, you know, I, you know, I just want to ask. So me and Andre, we was on the bus, and Andre was like, we used to always, you know, sit together on the bus. And one day, Andre was like, "Hey man, I got some weed." And I was just like, word. You know, I have never smoked weed before. I used to be the anti. My homeboys used to come to school high. I was like, man, why are you high, man? Look at yourself. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Come on, man. That, that ain't cool, man. You ain't cool, bro. Like, man, why you got to be high, man? That used to be me. Oh, so this wow. day, You was a nerd. Yeah, man. So this day, I was just like, Roger was like, got some weed. He was like, you got to, we need a blunt. I didn't know nobody to smoke, but I knew that Pooh and Ray, they used to, they was like Red Man and Method Man on the bus. Like, they used to smoke every day. They'd get on the bus, smell like weed. Like, they smoke at school in the bathroom. Like, they used to smoke all the time. Smoke weed every day. So I went and found them. I said, Pooh and Ray, y'all got a blunt. And they was like, for what? I said, y'all, you got some weed? And I said, well, Rondre do. So not knowingly, I've already invited two more heads onto oh, the blunt. Wow. So, you know, you know, just trying to find us. The, so, so it's four of us on the blunt. We get we go to the um you know we get off the bus at the park so we sitting at the park uh pulling them rolling up the weed or whatever I, they they sitting there they he talking about he getting a blunt pulling now mind you older me knows they were just sitting there smoking the mo- all the blunt because they were the veterans they knew what they was doing mm-hmm. me and Roger didn't know what we was doing so we hit the blunt a couple times you know whatever whatever the blunt's gone I go home now mind you. I don't know that I smell like weed because, you know, I just, I just, my first time smoking. So I go home, I'm sitting in the house. My cousin walked through. She's like, oh my God, have you been smoking? I was like, no, why would you say that? She was like, because you smell just like weed. I said, what are you talking about? So I had my Philadelphia Eagle starter on my, my uh, hoodie on. So it, I mean, I guess it reeked of weed. So I took it off. I went to the grocery, you know, my grandma come home. We go to the grocery store. I'm in the grocery store. I see a girl I go to school with. My eyes are bloodshot red. The girl said, dog, your eyes are red. She was was like, have you been smoking blunts? I'm sitting there with my grandma. Like, "Um, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So then after that, we on our way to somebody. We meet somebody up at Golden Corral. And so we sitting in Golden Corral. My uncle, he just sitting up there looking at me. He like, what you done got into today? I like, um, what you talking about? He's like, you look different. You look strange. Why your eyes look like that? I mean, he just giving me the third degree. He said, like you've been into something. Now, Unc smoked weed. Okay. So he, so he knew. He was sitting there just just grilling me in front of everybody. So my first time smoking weed, man, I, I got ran through the ringer on my first day. I did not know. But I smartened up now. I, I smartened up. <laughs> I used to the days I used to smoke. I used to go buy an orange and I eat me an orange on my way home. So the orange zest and all that stuff on my hands, so I wouldn't smell like weed no more. So I, I did get smarter on that. So what about your clothes though? Well, just zest of everything. I used to just rub juice on me, man. Just, <laughs> that's what I said, bro. I, I was smelling like so orange. So you would you would rub orange juice on yourself? Yes, like the orange. Or the, I'm, I'm sitting there eating the orange and whatever juice got on my hands, I'm rubbing it on my clothes, like. <sighs> 
Cause I live with my grandma, man. You know, like my grandma, she used to be the meanest lady alive. Like when I was like, like uh, to 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 the age of like ten or eleven, my grandma was like evil, uh, evil. Like she was just, but I loved her to death. But she was just so mean. But when I moved in with her, I softened her up, and so I, you know, I used to get away with murder. So that's why I was. That's what kind of helped. You know, what I'm saying me wow. get it done. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow! Orange juice on your shirt. That's funny. That yeah. is funny. Um, <laughs> damn. Hey man. Damn. So, so when when the girl uh, outed you in the in the store, did your grandmother hear? No, my grandma. She she wasn't privy to any of that. Okay. And then one okay. day, I was sitting in the car with my grandma. This was like we was waiting on somebody, and we was no matter of fact we was at the bank. And you know, because you, anytime you deal with old people, you always going to the bank. Always got to go to the bank. <laughs> yeah, because old people don't believe in, in, in a whole bunch yeah, of transactions. Like, they they rather do their business face to face, hand to hand. What, like grandma? You got you can go to the ATM machine. Mm, I'd rather mm, go in. Go inside. But but okay, whatever, grandma. But one day we were sitting in the car, and a dude was in like uh, five six cars over in the parking lot, and he was busting a blunt. And my grandma said, "What is he doing? He about to roll up a blunt." And I looked at grandma like, "What in the world? How do you know what that is?" Uh-huh. And you know what I'm saying? And then so, you know, so my grandma, she started getting privy to stuff because, you know, I guess the little young boy she worked around, you know what I'm saying, they was telling her stuff. And so she probably was asking them because she got a, a teenage boy at her house, so she needed to know stuff. And so I think that's what she was finding out. And, and a funny story, my granddaddy used to smoke cigars. Okay. And, and and one day I seen, like, he had, like, a Dutch master. And I'm thinking, like, damn, I left these blunts out here. Mm. And so I, took, I took the Dutch masters, you know what I'm saying? So then another time I see him again, I was like, damn, I keep why I keep leaving these Dutch masters. You know what I'm saying? So I'm taking my grand so one day my granddad was like, Hey, uh, you been you, you been seeing my cigars? I said, What cigars? He like my Dutch masters. I said, Oh, them yours? I, he was like, Yeah, I smoked those. I was just right here thinking like, Granddad, what you doing buying blood? Like, <laughs> you ain't like, thinking just smoking a regular cigar. Yeah, like I'm sitting there like you, I thought you smoking a regular cigar. No, no, no. So yeah, that was crazy. So I've been stealing his cigars the whole time thinking they were mine. Wow, wow, wow. That's funny, man. I, I think my my first experience where we came in college, um, like I said, I I'd never seen I knew of people that smoke none of my friends smoke weed in high school or nothing like that. So, and I knew at some point in time I was going to run into, um, you know, me and we was going to, we were going to crash at some point. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I've been offered weed before. Um, And speaking of being offered weed, even before I get into my story, uh, we went, my wife and I went to Jamaica for our honeymoon. I've never been offered weed so many times than I was in Jamaica. I mean, like at the airport and airport, I mean, I was literally standing there. We got off the plane in Jamaica. I'm standing there taking a piss. Hey, Amen. And I'm like, huh? I'm looking around. Like, it's, it's just me and this one dude. We just, we the only people in the bathroom. He pulls up next to me. And first of all, first and foremost, if a man is taking a piss and there's a, there's open stalls, you don't come piss right next to him. You're supposed no. to leave a stall in between. So he violated right there. At, at so, least. So he's standing there. He's standing like, hey, man, you smoke? You want some smoke? I'm like, bruh, no, nah, I'm good. And but I'm thinking to myself, you're in an airport, so I'm thinking like how it is in the United States. Like you can't have weed in a, in a, an American airport, but apparently in Jamaica you can. Man, I got offered weed 37 times while I was in the airport in Jamaica, um, and of course, like I said, I had to turn it down. But um, I heard they smoke dirt in Jamaica. They might, they just might, but it, it was just it was so prevalent. Like I mean, like if it's it's nothing to them, you know what I'm saying. So for somebody like, what'd you say? I say it is because my Jamaican buddy, he uh, he tells me the American weed is a whole lot stronger. Okay. Than Jamaican weed, he said he has to put a little blend in his. He mix like some tobacco or a little black and mild tobacco in the blunt. And I was just like, whoa, man! Like <laughs> this, the one time I was in the blunt, I was like, yo, this shit tastes like a. Uh, what, what I said? What's it? He was like, "Oh, I." He said, "American weed too harsh, man." He said, "So I blend, I blend." I was like, "Blend, wow. like what? What's this blend?" And I was just like, "Oh, so, so the Jamaican weed is watered down." Yeah, yeah, wow. it's, but it's it's more natural, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you know, it's it's back. It's that throwback weed, that sixty seventy. If you want to get high like a hippie, you know, you smoke that Jamaican weed. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because now, now the shit they got now is like in a laboratory, like they're mm-hmm. putting. 
It's like the, the THC levels and this new weed. Like, I feel bad for the kids growing up now because all they, like, the ones that's going to smoke, all they grew up smoking was good weed. Like, they didn't go through the, the, the process like myself where we, like, good weed to us used to be like, oh, somebody, like, well, you call it Reggie now, but we used to have good Reggie. You okay. know, fresh, like green, like no seeds, like good <laughs> Reggie. You know, now you see somebody with some Reggie, you be like, yo, it look like potpourri. You be like, what is that? Wow. It look like some of that dried up leaf. Like, man, it looks disgusting. Like, I, I mean, you can, so you pay can tell me. by looking at it. Oh, yes. Okay. Like, you see that, you be like, oh, that's some Reggie right there. You don't want that. And you know what I'm saying? Then, like, we used to have levels. You had Reggie, you had mid, then you had the high grade stuff. Like, if you got some mid, like, you was really doing it then because it was like, wow, this weed, like a dime bag, it cost you $15 of that. And then they had the high grade stuff where it was like $20 a blunt. Like, back in the day, and back then, it was like 0. .5, which now is equal about $5 in today's world. Mm-hmm. You know, because now it's good weed everywhere. And it's so much good weed that kids, they don't have to go through the, the graduation process. And you know what I'm saying? They like, man. And then like you twenty years from now, you ain't gonna be smoking weed. They gonna come up with a little mist. You oh God. Like this shit gonna be crazy, man, cause I had some oil. This shit was like ninety five percent THC and like man, like three, four drags, man. You are high out of your mind, man. And it's like I smoked some wax and it got me high like the first time. Like I, I've never been this high like in 20 years you know what i'm saying so it's just like it was crazy i was just like oh my gosh and then like the cbd weed it kind of brings you down like so if you too high smoke some cbd it level you out like okay. cbd is all about it has no thc in it so it's more of like the relaxing it's really the medicinal properties of marijuana is what the cbd is so that's why you can give it to your dog like the kids <laughs> give it yeah. to your dog yes like like yeah. they was Yes, they will subscribe some uh, some CBD medicine for your dog, man. Wow. Boy, you learned yeah. something new on the 12 Kyle podcast. Hey. <laughs> we not all, like, we're just not all for getting high, man. Like, I can't believe, like, say, like, like edibles. You wouldn't try edibles? Nah. <laughs> and, and I'm going to tell you why. Like, I'm just, I guess, really, the best way I can describe myself is that if something's nice and I like it, like I might like it too much. Okay, you know what I'm saying. You. So it's like there's no in between. So I, I'm not a person that eats a lot of sugar. Uh, well, no, I can't say I eat sugar, but I mean I'm not a person who eats a lot of candy and stuff like that. But even the things that people probably shouldn't take in or whatever like that, I usually don't overdo. But I know myself like I like a good thing. So if if I find something that could take me there on that level. Yeah, I probably would. I'd probably overindulge. Not not to say I'd be like strung out or anything like that, but I would probably. I just I know I like a good thing, so anything that could, you know, move those uh, endorphins. Yeah, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna keep doing it. So I, it was just. There's never been a desire, and and that's one thing that I always tell people like about me and my journey with weed. Like, I never pass judgment on anybody who smokes, um, and people usually would always respect the fact that I didn't. Um, but the thing about it was, was that like, I just knew that for me, there was never a desire, you know, it was just like, Oh, that, that seemed pretty interesting, but there was never a desire. So it was almost like if somebody said, Hey man, you want to, you want to go play in the NBA? Uh, I ain't got no desire to play in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it looks like it would be fun, but I have no desire to play in the NBA. And it was, we was kind of like that for me. Like there was just no desire. And even like when I was in college, like I didn't drink in college either. So I didn't drink. I didn't take my first drink until I was like 26. Right. And even now I'm the most casual of social drinkers. Like I might have a glass of wine on the weekend, but that might be once or twice, maybe once a month, you know, but I'm real social with my drinking. I don't even drink like that, but it's just not, it's not something that is where I feel like I got to have it. But, um, but again, I I don't pass any judgments on, on anybody. It's just, it was just never my thing. Um, I just remember like my first experience, (laughs) I can't really say experience, but, um, (laughs) it go, I went back to take it back to college to, uh, South Carolina state university germ, um, (laughs) germs a fan of, uh, North Carolina and T Aggies. Um, all right. uh, It's in my bloodline. I'm sorry. It's in his bloodline. His family, everybody, his family went there. You know, good people, I guess. Yes. 
But anyway, uh, so, so so we're big rivals. But anyway, I'm at South Carolina State. I must have been like, I want to say like probably a, a sophomore year. And so um, we're in a room and I was in one of my room, my one of my teammates room. And it was a Friday night. Nothing wasn't going on. It was one of those, you know, one of those weekends where it's just kind of dead. Not, you know, a lot of kids went home, whatever, whatever the case may be. And so, you know, a couple of my teammates, you know, I know that they like to fire it up on Fridays. Okay, cool. And so this particular night, we just happened to be playing, we were playing Madden on Sega Genesis. Jeez. On Sega Genesis. <laughs> Shout out to the Sega Genesis. And so they they wanted to make a liquor store run. I, I wasn't going to the liquor store because, again, I didn't drink, so it wasn't no need for me to leave. So I'm sitting there playing Madden against somebody, one of, the, one of my other boys. And so the dude whose room I was in, I'm not going to say his name because I'm sure he's going to listen. The dude whose room I was in, he said, yo, he said, hey, KD, we got the weed right there. Roll that up for me. I'm looking around like, okay, you want me to roll this up? (laughs) He said KD. I mean, that's my my teammates. My friends called me by my initials. So they were like, yo, KD, roll that up. And keep in mind, Germ, and everybody listening, I have never even touched weed at this point and so but however i did hear and know the words to how to roll a blunt by redman (laughs) so i have been schooled on rolling weed by the great reggie noble so i'm like okay shit i just gotta do what redman say do so I actually, and I ain't even had to go to the tape deck. I could just, you know, I had it on my mind, like what I needed to do. So I started rolling it up, you know, had to pour it out, you know, made it kind of tight, licked it. And <laughs> man, when I tell you, one end of the blunt was like about as thin as a paperclip. And the other end of the blunt was about as fat as an eraser. <laughs> so they left and came back and they was like yo Katie what'd you do yo man what did you do with this weed <laughs> they were mad as hell cause it wasn't like it like it was all in one spot like I didn't know you had to spread it out I thought it was just, you just put it in there and just seal it up I mean I was like shit how hard can it be to roll up some weed <laughs> so I didn't know and man that that might have been probably the fattest blunt ever rolled on South Carolina State's campus. And so <laughs> what was crazy was like, I think I think he had a Dutch master. This was like the last one. So he oh, ain't had no more. So then they had to go back to the store to get some more Dutchies because I had messed it up. And they oh. ended up, you know, getting some more, whatever like that. And they ended up, what was weird was they ended up smoking in the room and we played again. We played this at this particular time. We had a Madden tournament going on and I was killing it and I stayed in the room. And so like the weed smoke didn't bother me. Like I didn't buzz off the kind. I've never buzzed off contact or anything. I just stayed in the room and it was just to me, it was just smoke because and I think what happened with me is that because I had I grew up. Up until probably I was about seven or no, probably maybe about nine or ten. My parents smoked cigarettes, so I was always offended by cigarette smoke. I never mind cigar smoke, but cigarette smoke was just so like it was so nasty. So weed smoke was just different. It just it didn't have a it didn't even have an offensive smell to me. So I just you know I was cool sitting. I sat in the room the whole night. Man, they passed the blunt around. And they killed it, and cats was laughing and having a good time. But man, that was my first and only experience rolling the blood. It was so. I wish, I wish I had a cell phone to take a picture of it. It was so deformed. It, it was, it was deformed blunt. <laughs> and they were like, it was like, yo, don't let Katie roll no more weed, man. Don't let him do that ever again. He probably didn't break it up. He probably just threw it straight buzz and then just roll like, oh, pump it. I mean, that's what Redman said. He didn't, Redman didn't say get intricate with it. He just said put it in and roll it up. You know, <laughs> I was like, shit, this weed, they're going to smoke. I mean, my thing was they're going to smoke it regardless of how I roll it up anyway. So, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And they, they did, you know, like I said, they they made it happen. <laughs> they made it happen. I used um, to can't roll. 
I used to come roll when I first started smoking either. Like I didn't know how to roll until I was probably 19 years old, oh, wow. and, and I was forced to roll because I used to the guy I used to cop from. I used to ask him to roll it up for me. Okay, and I, I buy it from him rolled up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this time he wasn't around, and, and so I was just like, man, what I'm gonna do? I want to smoke. So I sat there, bought me a box of blunt, and after like the third one, I think I got the third one right. And it was so pretty, and I was like, nobody's going to believe I rolled a blunt this night. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to smoke it, but I smoked it. And then the next time, I was like, yeah, I can roll, y'all. I can roll. I fucked that blunt up, man. I mean, it was... <laughs> But now, man, the skills are fucking magnificent. I can roll up in under, like, two minutes, man. It's it's amazing, man. You're a professional. Professional now, yes, yes. No doubt, no doubt. Um, So when we think about weed... Especially now in the United States with, you know, these states uh, making it legalized. Um, mm. Should it be legalized in all states? And, and it's actually a two part question. Should it be legalized in all states? And how long do you think it will be before it's legalized in most states? Well, I'm saying the next 10 years, we'll probably have 30 to 40 states where we to be legal <clears throat> i mean we got because it's like already probably around about 10 now so i think in the next 10 years because people saying how much money these states are making mm-hmm. by just off the weed sales alone because they taxing the heck out of these guys that want to start like it's very expensive to start your own like weed business like it's so you got to grease a lot of palms mm. and, and so it's that. you're gonna make some money but the money, you got to have a lot of capital going into business and i know right like right now we you know, we want to see some brown people out there just getting in on this marijuana business because we can't let them make all the money because, you know, they already locked a lot of us up for it. You know what I'm saying? Now it's legal and they are profiting off of it. So we, you know, they, they gotta, I mean, to get in, man, you gotta have some money, bro. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay. Hundreds of thousands. Like, and that's just, just to buy a dispensary or to just, buy. Yeah. Just to, just, just to get your paperwork in line. Wow. Like you gotta, your taxes, all like man, so many fees, like it's it's ridiculous to get in. That's why a lot of people getting backed by a lot of corporations to get in because you need money to get in. Hmm. You know, then you just get, like it's so the the, uh, the business is so strict. Like you got to have all your plants labeled, and you know the government really want to know what you're doing and make sure that you're not putting anything out there that can hurt somebody because it's very regulated. And you know what I'm saying. So I can't wait to visit one of these states where it's legal because that first day I visit is going to be a waste because I'm probably going to get so high that first <laughs> day I'm going to sleep until the next day because. Uh. I mean, as soon as I land in Cali, I'm going to to a dispensary. I'm getting me like a 500 or a thousand gram edible. I'm gonna eat that, and then wherever the road takes me from there is where it takes me, buddy. But yeah, I can't wait. Like me and the wife probably going to Vegas um this winter. You know what I'm saying? So I know it's legal out there in Vegas, and so we're gonna have a great time. No doubt, no doubt. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's like that's the thing that we we hear about about we hear about these dispensaries popping up you know particularly in california all over the place but i think a lot of people aren't aware as to how expensive it is we've heard some big names you know like i heard just a couple of weeks ago about joe montana the hall of fame quarterback you know being associated with a weed dispensary but at the same time you know i don't really hear about a lot of black and brown faces i think someone mentioned that uh calvin johnson might be involved or looking to get involved uh, the former Detroit Lions all-pro receiver. But, you know, we've heard about some athletes, uh, some celebrities. I know Mike Tyson uh, is in – I don't know if Mike Tyson has a dispensary, but I know you had talked about him on your podcast. Um, and Mike <laughs> Mike said he's smoking $40,000 worth of weed a month. I mean, so I don't even – Mike might be smoking up the product. Who knows? Hey, if you smoking 40000 a month, you're smoking up the product. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got it, but still. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But right. um but yeah, it, that I'm glad that you touched on that because it, it's definitely a booming business and you know, obviously we would like to when I say we, you know, black and brown people, we would like to be involved in it in some way shape or form. Now, something you said that it actually leads into my next question. What do you think should happen because a lot of us, meaning black and brown people, have been arrested you know, for the, you know, distribution of weed and marijuana all across this country. And it very, it, to me and a lot of other people, it looks hypocritical that, you know, you have these people serving time where we're not that far 
before we are in a situation where weed is legal across the United States. So what do you think should happen to the people and how do you go about legislating it to where, you know, I don't know, maybe first time offenders should get out, you know, because we got people behind bars, even in states that are now where it's legal, where it wasn't legal. And, you know, they're doing time. Well, I mean, like they, you know, I, I think the guidelines they're going by are pretty good. Um, like if you don't have any violent uh, offenses beside the weed charges, they're letting you out, you know, what I'm saying? so that's pretty cool. You know, so, you know, but states like Louisiana, where they can still got a three strikes law and mm-hmm. you you get caught with a gram of weed, like you, you might be serving a life sentence. Damn. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, like Louisiana don't play with the drug laws down okay, there. Okay, now man, so. let me let me stop you real quick. So for those of us who don't know what the weights are, <laughs> like me, okay. what the hell yeah. is a gram? <laughs> a, gra- a gram is a, like a gram is like one point, you know, it's one gram. Okay, is for, it what okay. I put in that blunt that day? You probably put more than that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know how much I put in. Yeah, so, but a gram is usually about, you know, you probably get about two blunts out of it. And you, you can know, do life of, for that? Yes. And then wow. certain, like, three strikes law, like, they are, they, like, Louisiana is real big on the prison population. Like, they, is, privatized prisons are big in Louisiana. So, the more beds they fill, the more money they're making. Mm. So, they, they, they don't mind throwing you in jail in Louisiana. Talk to them, Jerm. But, Talk to them. Yeah, but so, you know, basically, your weight's for weed. I'm going to get to you. A gram, they usually give you about two blunts, and that goes on the street about $10, $15 now. Then you get you got an eighth, which is 3.5 grams, known as a KD. Like, you might hear somebody say, yo, let me get a KD. You know? <laughs> so that's a 3.5. Yes, sir. You know and then you got the seven. They call it, that's a quarter. They call it a Vic. Okay, you know? okay. Grams, you know what I'm saying? Then you got your, your half, which is 14, and then you got your ounce, which is 28. You know what I'm saying? Depends. 29 if you got a real good plug. You know what I'm saying? But mm. most of the time, those where people are buying and smoking now, those are just for the smokers. Like, if you getting selling, you start selling quarter pounds and all that stuff like that. That's, that's you know, when you're trying to really make some money. But, you know, just on the regular level, just the smoker level, where you don't get too many. You know, because most states, you got under 21 grams. It's like a misdemeanor. You know, they're not really locking you up for weed no more in a lot of states. You know, even in the great state of Georgia, uh, I know it's decriminalized in Fulton County. It's decriminalized in Chatham County, mm-hmm. um, where because I guess for tourism mostly in Chatham County, because people's getting down there getting busted with weed, and now these strict laws in Georgia, you know, they, they, like Georgia, you get locked up for they're like they take you to jail for a gram, like they wow. take you to jail, like yeah, they you know, except for like in Atlanta, where see Atlanta got some of the coolest cops because it's a lot of black cops that grew up in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. they police neighborhoods and so atlanta got some understanding police officers that's why you don't see too many officer involved shootings in atlanta because you know they got the community policing the community so that's why i do give atlanta props on they they put they police officers man they ain't they ain't but outside of atlanta oh <laughs> yeah you in georgia like yeah you in georgia exactly <laughs> yeah you can go 20 miles east north or south or west of atlanta and you in, and you will be reminded that you're in georgia exactly so no doubt no doubt well, that, that makes sense that makes sense and it's it's interesting because i, I want to see how this thing plays out especially as we as a country move towards because i mean you you know especially for those of you listening who vote i mean it's been on the ballot if you vote locally if you vote in the presidential elections it's been on the last few ballots so um i know at least here in georgia uh you know i've seen it and so we're moving and you know of course some states will allow you know you to have a medicinal card and you can use it medicinally whatever like that but um i'm interested to see how this plays out particularly with those who are locked up and how they'll go about letting them go as you know as the as the as their sentence as it relates to you know distribution of weed as as we move forward as a country um my next question the biggest question i think we always had as kids and I know I had this one as a teenager and actually debated it with uh, uh, some classmates when I was younger, when I was in high school. Is weed addictive? <laughs> as, um, as King Germ laughs. <laughs> see, addictive, that word right there, man, I just struggle with that word. Now, I'm going to say yes okay. because I have days where 
I, well, the past month of August, I tried something. I wanted to see if I was truly addicted, and I found out I was not addicted. I just like smoking weed. So I have not been smoking during the week. I only smoke on, like, Fridays. That was on the weekends, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Won't smoke Monday through Thursday. Not at all. And so, but I notice those days that I don't smoke, I don't, I don't have certain, like, I'm not hungry as much. Like, I can go without eating dinner. I can go without, you know, so I can eat once that day and be good and or not even be hungry. Um, my irritability levels a little higher, you know, I'm saying like, you know, like, whoa, 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 back up. Like, but my thoughts are a lot like a sober mind is crazy. Like, I just, I don't realize how, how clouded my thoughts be sometimes that, you know, when I took that little, did the month of August off, you know, a little reflection, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so I'm going to say weed is addictive. Okay. Yes. Okay. Not in the, the addictive sense of like cocaine and heroin where, or, or crack or something where you hit some weed and then like you just be Jones and it get some more. But <laughs> I, is that, that everyday relaxation that, 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 you know, that escapism for like 30, 40 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Is, is addictive. That's what I would say. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, I argued that it was, but what was interesting was, I mean, like I was in high school, so this had to be like, I think I was like a senior. So this was like 91. So we really were being introduced to an era. I think, like I said, the early 90s to mid 90s, that was a new newer era for we because it became more culturally accepted. And you just it just the shame and the, the, the guilt, if you will, of people who actually smoke weed was gone. So. We were able to talk about it freely, and, and I just had somebody who was like, nah, man, it's not addictive. You know, it's from the earth. <laughs> it's from the earth. It can't be addictive. I'm like, nah, it's, I mean, a cocoa plant is from the earth. You can make exactly. cocaine from that. So, I mean, that's addictive. So, uh, I always ask people that, man, about, you know, being or can you be addictive and addicted to it? And um, I think that's good. Now, if, okay, so I guess to piggyback on your statement, if, your lovely wife, Queen Germ. If she said, Germ, I want you to quit for the month of October. I want you just, to, not even the weekends, can you do it for the entire month? I could I could do it for her, but I wouldn't, you know, I just warn her, like, listen, you've never seen this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you do you know what you're getting yourself into? Like, you know what I'm saying? This is uncharted territory right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, because like I tell her all the time, like, I, I met you buying blunts. That's how I met you. I was going to the store. She was working. Wait a minute, now she wasn't selling no blunts, was she? No, she, oh. yeah, she, yeah, she was selling the blunts. She worked at a gas station. So I walked, the, I walked in the gas station because I, I was uh, down visiting my mom. My mom lived in Savannah, so I was down visiting my mom. And you know what I'm saying? So I went out. My One of my brother friends had found me some weed or whatever. So I went out there to get it. And I stopped at this gas station to get me some blunts. Walking to the store, the lady was like, I was like, yo, let me get a pack of whatever kind of blunts. I can't remember what it was. She was like, I need to see your ID. So I showed her my ID. And she was like, oh, you're from Greensboro, North Carolina? I was like, yeah, why? What you know about that? She's like, oh, I'm about to start school. I'm about to go start going to school up there. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And so, you know, we, that's when we started our budding relationship then. Wow. But that's how we met. You I know did not I'm know from. that. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And, and you like the old people say, and you're still together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, she always say that, when, when are you going to stop smoking? I was just like, never. Like, I mean, just, you know, like. Hey man, everybody, everybody, you know, people have their vices, man, and I get it. I get it, yeah. and it is, it's, you know, it's, it's not something that is causing you to, you know, necessarily. And I and I know that I'm pretty sure you can afford the 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 kick, if you will. So, yes. um, you know, it ain't like you going out robbing or you know, you are you yeah, smoking, doing the, smoking the TV? Yeah. <laughs> Look, people, nobody's out here sucking dick for weed. Right. Some of you, except for some of you ladies out here, y'all need to stop doing that. Like, it's not necessary. Like, yeah, it's like, not necessary. No, no. Uh-uh. Not necessary at all. Um, <laughs> me and you are, are huge. We, we're both uh, we're both huge football fans, and uh, the NFL uh, at the time of this recording is they're kicking around the idea of possibly you know removing marijuana testing from their uh, from their collective bargaining bargaining agreement. Uh, as many of you know, weed is now or has been a part of their collective bargaining agreement. So players can and will be tested. And if you test positive, I think. But what's weird about the NFL, I think you have to fail like three. I want to say like three tests before you're actually suspended. 
the mm-hmm. NBA test for marijuana. I think they test at the beginning of the. They only test once, unless you unless you fail a test. They only test once, and that's at the beginning, like of camp. And so, like NBA players are literally known to smoke a bunch of weed right after the first test because they're not randomly tested during the season. Uh, mm. NHL, if I'm not mistaken, is not test. They don't test for uh, marijuana use at all. So, as far as the NFL, man. What do you think the benefits of them, let's say if they were to move away from um, testing and, and let's say they just allow players to smoke marijuana, what do you think some of the benefits would be if they allowed that to happen? Well, I mean, you have a lot of players now that say that it helps them with their uh, the rehab for the next game. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They, you know, they say the, the NFL give you some kind of pill on Sunday or something to, to for the pain. Or right. They, they want you to take before the game. Yeah. And so they say like Tuesday's their worst day because it was like that 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 pill or whatever wears off, and then now they feeling all the pain. But a lot of players say they they rather smoke; it helps them with that. So I mean, if 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 if, if this is my body, if basically if you're in NFL, you are a general contractor, mm-hmm. you yourself. You know what I'm saying? And if I feel like this is what helps my my body stay in top, tip top shape, then I think they should be allowed to do it. But I'm not. But I'm not opposed to a. a a fully roided out league either. It's like I want to see like a quarterback with three arms and you know, <laughs> I want to see one dude who's the whole offensive line. Like if you if you want to shoot up, man, shoot up. Let them boys play. I also feel that way too, man. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I, I think uh I think it would behoove the NFL to allow players to use marijuana for their own, you know, uh recovery because you know, a lot of people, a lot of them deal with, I mean, obviously it's the pain. I mean, it's yes. the NFL, the average NFL player is often described as a, you know, your body going through a car accident. And so imagine your body going through a car accident every 30 seconds for 60 minutes straight. You know, mm-hmm. so like you said, Mondays and Tuesdays are the worst days because it's just, it's hard to get out of bed. And then the pain doesn't go away when you stop playing. As, as many of you know, as you get older, like me and King Germ, you know, you just some days you just wake up and you might not be in pain, but you might just have these aches. You might just have bones cracking. It's just a part of getting old. Yes. And when you combine when you combine that with years of years and years of the bodies crashing into other human beings, there's going to be pain. There's going to be and you can only take but so many pills before it starts messing up your liver and all of that stuff like that. I think it would behoove the NFL to, you know, let these guys do this so that they can medicate themselves and then that way they are better and, and even more shape and, and more ready to not just perform on a weekly basis, but, you know, to extend their careers. And I, and I think what we're seeing is a lot of NFL players, particularly when their time is done, they are some of the main ones that are out here promoting marijuana use and, and dispensaries and things of that nature because they have found the value, not just NBA players, but NBA, excuse me, not just NFL players, but NBA players as well. Um, they have found the value in or some value in uh, medicinal marijuana use. So um, I, I would I would definitely be down for that, too, for the NFL. I I think it's going to happen. I think it, it, it depends. Again, at the time of this recording, it's something that's being proposed in their uh, collective bargaining agreement. So we'll see what happens when that comes to the table. But um, players are pushing for it. And, and I think it just might happen. I think it just might happen. Um, before we get out of here, man, I gotta, I gotta ask you to tell, uh, a funny weed story. I know you, you probably got a thousand of them, but I know you, you told one on the podcast and if you want to share, you can about, uh, the failed test. Oh, no. <laughs> and, um, but I'm sure you, as a, a frequent user of the hemp, um, you've got a few funny stories, man. So, uh, share one with the people, man. Uh, just oh, a funny man. weed story, man. Okay, this is one of my. Uh, I was I was I was high as hell one day. I think me and my buddy we smoked probably about ten blunts between the both of us. Wow. And yeah, and so I was driving home that day, and I had got off work that morning. Like I worked twelve twelve hour shift. I got off at seven a.m. I've been in my buddy house since like seven thirty. We just been sitting there smoking, so I was dead tired. So I'm driving home, and I'm getting real sleepy. And I was just like, well, if I. If I just make it to that tree, I'll pull over to the side of the road and go to sleep by that tree. So I'm driving and driving and driving. I never got to that tree. And then I kind of focused my eyes on the tree, and it was the damn air freshener hanging on the damn mirror. 
I'm trying to drive to that tree, but the damn tree. (laughs) 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 And so I was just like, wow. Like, I was just like, I really need to, I really need to slow down, man. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) Because I was going to ask you, what tree were you trying to get to? Yes. That's why. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is hilarious. That is hilarious. Man, that's crazy. Trying to yep. get to the tree. Trying just to get, couldn't get to it. Yep. Damn. I mean, now, yeah. Jer, you know, even before we go, you have a, you, you and your wife have a son and yes. a daughter. Yes. What will you say? And, and they're in their teens, correct? Yes. Okay. So, Jerm, right. they're coming up on that age, bruh. And, and I tell them all the time. And, and, I, and I think about to that old commercial back in the days. From you, all right? I learned it from watching you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And I, that plays over in my head all the time. But I sit there and I told him, I said, look, man, you know, you wait till you get older to do this. If you want to do it, I said, don't do it while you're a child. I tell my kids all the time, enjoy being a child. You only have 18 years of being a kid. And then after that, you're an adult. And then so you can you can make you can fuck your life up after you turn 18. But please, for my sake, don't fuck it up until you turn. You know, I I, I can't deal with you being a fuck up before you turn 18. You know what I'm saying? Because then that's on me. You know right, what I'm right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. So so you you would would you encourage it or you? Or you oh, I would it? not encourage okay. it. Like, until they get older, I'm like, yo, you make your own decision. But yeah, I mean, even when they get older, would you encourage it? Or no, I wouldn't like, encourage. Nah, I wouldn't sit there and, like my son came home and I knew he smoked. I would not smoke with him because you're my son. Like I'm not ever gonna do that. Like I don't think maybe when you get like you know 30 or 40 and then you know I sit around and smoke with you then I'm like 60 and I'm like yeah but like a 20 year old my son 20 years old no no, yes, no. okay so like your son 25 would you smoke yeah. with him no heck no I'd be like uh uh-uh, I steal your shit I'm not smoking <laughs> with you you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yes, that but I, told, funny. I was like, "Look, man, the shit ain't getting up, but better and cheaper, man. So wait, bro. Like, just wait. Don't try to, you know. And I, you know, I talk to my kids about peer pressures and everything like that, and let them know, like, don't ever get pressured into this. You know, I'd let them know because, because uh, so, I didn't really start smoking till I got out of high school. Like, I smoked when I was in school, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was like I might have smoked in April. I might not smoked again to like November. It was like I wasn't like an everyday. I okay. Gotcha, I went gotcha. every day until like I got out of high school and then it was just like when I got out of high school I was like man I got extra time on my hands so that's when I picked up the weed habit and then like when I was in school man oh my gosh we just smoke every day and then that's what really like got me into smoking like I was like I turned into like about man come on I was eating pancakes and smoking weed that's all I was doing see, that, that would be me that would be me every single like when I see that and when I see people like uh, Red Man and Method Man who I know and Snoop who I know smoke every day. That would be me, man. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. Every so so. Do you ever think or worry about like any long term effects? Um, not really. Okay. Because you know, I feel like you know, I'm one of the people like you gonna die something. You yeah. know, I'm one of those people. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like ah, uh, you know, might as well. I enjoyed all my time here, but long. <laughs> You know, nah, nah, you know, whatever that COPD is, I hear that commercial every morning. I'd be like, I'd be worried about that. Like, what is COPD? A voice, a Velcro like crackle in your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That is so funny. I remember um, my wife, she tried to, she tried to get me to, uh, and she does, she, now she smoked before, mm-hmm. but she, she don't smoke now, but she tried to get me to do one of those um, vape uh, things. Uh-huh. With the with the CBD, I was like, man, I ain't, I ain't doing. She's like, no, you can try it. You try. It. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. I'm just not doing it. Because the hey. next thing, you know, I'll be doing it every day. But it, again, it's still just no desire for me. But I I, I respect those that do it, and, and obviously you do it responsibly. Um, yeah. And you most you know. times. <laughs> so you don't do it in front. Do you do it in front of the kids or? Oh no, I I used to I used to you know hide it from them and stuff, okay. but now, now they got to the age they was like, Dad, we know what you're doing out there. And I was just like, <laughs> so you can't go in the garage and smoke with the dog. Oh, that's what. Yeah, I go. I just go in the garage. That's what. That's my area. That's what I do out here. And, you know, I don't smoke in the house unless they're going out of town. And I just like, oh, I'm gonna sit there in front of the video game, in front of the big screen, and smoke weed. You know what I'm saying? That's what I do when they're gone. Like when all the kids are gone, I'm like, yes, I'm gonna smoke in the house. Like, cause we've been in this house for like six, seven years, and I probably <laughs> smoked in it three times. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. Yeah. Damn, damn, damn. 
So before we get out of here, German man, tell people where they can find you, man. We're talking about the podcast and you know, plug well, the website if you want and everything like that. Hey man, well, first of all, you can find us every Friday. We drop the Frocast. Uh, usually, um, you know, you can, on any podcast, really look for the Frocast. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at Frocast. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, most of the time it's me. If you want to talk to me, that's how you reach me at Nappy Afro. And then, you know, of course, we got we got the site nappyafro.com where we got all the other stuff on there. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of other stuff. Man. So it's some a, some it's visuals whole, for the fellas. Yes, 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 yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? So go check that out. And, uh, man, look, I want to thank 12 Cal for having me, man. Um, I want to come back for a music a music uh, show. Oh, we, we definitely can, man. Yes. So, you know, one album we can talk about something. Hey, I want to come back because, you know, hey, I, I I fucks with the twelve cow show. Oh yeah, man, Dev, no doubt, man. I fuck with y'all too, man. It, it, it's been this has been fun, man. It, it's we can definitely do that. You know, I'm always down to talk music, uh, always down to talk hip hop, man. And I, I just this was perfect because I could not have done this podcast by myself because <laughs> I clearly don't have enough knowledge and I clearly. Uh, don't have enough experience, but my man King Germ right here does. And like when I when I got the idea, he was the first person I thought of. I was like, yo, I gotta get Germ on this one because this would be perfect for him. So um, as always, man, thanks to everybody listening. I definitely appreciate the love. Uh, make sure that you hit up the Frocast. You will not be disappointed. Uh, their podcast usually runs about an hour, hour ten, but it's always funny, always entertaining. Um, so make sure you check them out. Uh, make sure that you check out this podcast. You know, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that good stuff. You know the stuff. It's, it's on the site description. You know where it's at. Anyway, that's gonna do it for us. So for my man King Germ, I'm your boy Twelve Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five thousand. Weed is not a drug. It's a plant. Let's get that right. Y'all, y'all gotta educate them out there. Weed is not a drug. It's a plant. It's just like. It's just like collard greens or some shit, just with flavor. Smoke weed every day.